This episode of The Morning Stream is brought to you by Vistro. Vistro is the number one plant-based meal delivery service in America. Right now, our listeners can save 30% off any Vistro meal purchase when you use the code TMS. Visit Vistro.com, that's V-E-E-S-T-R-O.com, and use the code TMS to save 30%. Coming up on TMS, want to be snot brothers? Just pick a knot hole and put your money in there, eh? My wiener sleeps six. Buzz Lightyear's batteries fall out of his butt. Unauthorized horse dentist. Go to your room, you've been sassy. <laughs> it's for all our uh, friends that live in that state. Uh, the world of Fallout smells of cinnamon. Making things with Bill. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Uh, I'll have the sirloin. One sirloin. Earth or Martian? Well, what's the difference? Well, the Earth sirloin's from genuine steers, $24 a pound. The Martian sirloin's from a domestic sloop. Serious shit. Mountain grown for richer flavor. This is the morning stream. everyone welcome back to tms it's the morning stream for tuesday july 23rd 2019 i'm scott he's brian good morning hi good morning to you uh is it though is it is it you a know, good morning i think it is convince right? me C- convince me uh, uh, uh well it's the 23rd right so it's no longer a monday we're um we're what three quarters of the way through the month mm-hmm. more than three quarters of the way through the month so yeah, yeah. we've got uh you know a, a brand new fresh start of a brand new month coming up sure. in a few days sure. we're uh we're not on the uh on the the leading edge of your birthday it's past it's past we don't need to worry about your birthday anymore oh! right it's like it's behind you it's in the rearview mirror all right that did it that was it well done was I that feel the thing so, oh, that, was the, such, that was the thing yeah huh? man it's such a better day now all of a sudden i feel great now okay good everything's Woo. great yeah Woo. Uh, that's how I, know. I always know it's this time of month because I get two things right around now. I get a bill from uh, Comcast Xfinity for my business class internet, which I don't <laughs> like looking at. And okay. it's too high. <laughs> I pay way too much for that. And then I also get a alarm from Amazon saying, your server that holds all your feeds in it has gone beyond this am- amount. You should know that oh, you're higher no. than you. Because here's the thing with the Frog Pants slew of shows. We don't drop in numbers. We tend to gain, sometimes slowly, but over time, they go up and up and up. And so I have to split feeds and do weird things and all of that, but yet I still get the alarm. The alarm sounds, it's some server in Virginia in some rack going, boop. Oh, no, he's exceeded again. Yeah. So everyone out there, exceed your expectations and exceed your server limits. And, but, and don't let that stop you from continuing to listen to the show. Let us handle the alarms. We're good with that. Yeah, we'll take care uh, of it. No yeah. problem. We got those You alarms. enjoy the show. We'll handle the alarms. All that stuff in the background, you guys don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry right. about it. You don't have to call in about it. You don't have to bother yourselves with it. Let us uh-huh. do the heavy lifting. Let you have our voices seep into your do ears the, slowly like syrup. Do the heavy listening. The heavy listening. Yes. That's That was the better line. We'll do the heavy lifting. You do the heavy listening. What? That's a t-shirt or something. It's something, isn't it? <laughs> well, you do the heavy listening. <laughs> There's, something like that. There's something. There's something there. There's something there. We'll All workshop right. that. Yeah, all right. We'll see what we can do. I uh, I yeah, I saw. Uh, I meant to mention this. I saw Toy Story Four of the weekend. Oh. I feel like there's an opportunity for us to do a 
a Woody and Buzz uh, parody with the two of us. Yeah. You as Woody, me as Buzz. Okay. And then the Toy Story logo with TMS stream or something like that. TMS. I'd be uh, I'd be down with that because that big I'll toy. See, that play, big I'll toy. Play around with that. That big toy I've logo. I've got an with Apple the, pencil. Yeah, look what you've got. And an iPad. Let yeah. me let me let me futz around with that. See what I can come up with. I have an apple. I have a pen. Pineapple pen. <laughs> I have a pineapple. <laughs> All right. So uh, how was that though? I, I meant to, oh, I didn't I, know you'd seen it. Was it good? I enjoy. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. No, we're trying to go tonight. We don't know if it's going to. I enjoyed it tremendously, and even though Toy Story three felt like okay, now we've got the ending for the. For the, the story, hmm. now it's like, oh, okay, this one, this one's more of an ending. This one feels like it's an ending and not a, um, you know, nobody dies. It's not like. <laughs> no, but it feels like a true ending, kind of. Right, like Buzz Lightyear's batteries fall out of his butt and, and uh, you know, the, the last scene is, don't forget me. Avenge me. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> wow. Avenge me, Woody! So this has, by the way, nobody clip that and use it as a as a propaganda uh, Hitler poster, please. That'd be great. <laughs> I didn't have the fingers closed. No. I had the fingers open. Right. There's this a difference. Is, this is Jack Kirby right here. Like, this is... Right. This is the, the... <laughs> uh, it was funny. Um, anyway, so here's the deal. Uh, I want to see that, and I'm excited about it, and I hear Buster's good as that weird Forky character, and uh, yeah. I, I see it. I had so. forgotten it was him doing the voice until about three quarters, three quarters of the way through, and I'm like, oh my god, that's Tony Hale, duh. Yeah, and how was, I mean, he was good, yeah, right? Like he's He was good. Um, there's a, uh, uh, like a Talkie Tina style doll that's uh, voiced by Christina Hendricks. Yeah. And she does a great job, very good job. I like her. She's good. Um, she's good. You should Always watch that Good Girls, by the way. So oh, uh, I saw two episodes and really liked it so far. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. We. D I didn't. Uh, I can't remember why they didn't continue watching it or something, but I started watching it with Kim, and maybe she thinks I want to catch it with her, so she hasn't watched any since. But we liked uh, what so we saw. Like yeah. Yeah. It was uh, edgy and funny and pretty good for like a. Well, who? Who's? Where? What it's channel is that? Is that? That's a, a crazy thing. It's NBC, and it feels like. All right, this is pretty edgy for for NBC. All right, keep it up, guys. All right, how many how many months till it's on Hulu exclusively, and we don't have it on? <laughs> right, uh, who knows? Hopefully that's, soon. That's like the Orville, yeah. dude. Fox only, or out out of Fox. Now it's on Hulu. Weird. Yeah. But now I have no excuse yeah. either. I gotta just watch that damn thing. You gotta catch up with the, with the Orville. Anyway, yeah. well, that's great, and I want to see it, and I'm glad to hear Pixar still got it, still has it. Yep. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, they're uh, no no um, no short on this one. No Pixar short at the beginning, which oh, is surprising. That is very surprising. I would not have expected that. I would yeah, have bet money there would have been one. Crazy. I, I think they're done with those, or or uh, for some reason, I'm thinking that Hollywood Reporter said that they're not doing them anymore. Starting with this film, um, there's also, and just to warn you, mid credit and post credit scene. Oh, good. Do they do? Uh, I like the fake bloopers they used to do, like in two. I think it was. Did they do? Yeah, any of that? they don't do those on this one. Okay. But there, there are vignettes. All right, that are that are worth seeing. I'm in. Uh, have you seen Toy Story one lately? Have you? No. Done? Huh? Okay, I did recently. Just uh, catched caught it while it was on while my niece was over. Yeah. Uh, oh man, they've really come a long way. Like, are they really? The toys look fine. 
Okay. Don't mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the toys environments that kind of stuff not a problem. In fact, I'm sure that's the reason toys were the focus of the first movie or the reason the Toy Story thing worked at all because if you're going to go feature length in 1995 era CG. Uh, technology and technique you probably are safest with objects that are sort of you know the toys and not people sure right, uh, right. the people plastic, shiny objects that everything's gonna look like anyway yeah the people are jacked like jacked <laughs> up it's really bad who's the kid it's the evil kid with all the toys he's like mutilated yeah, his yeah name. i can't remember the kid's name but yeah completely just could horrifyingly doll head with the erector set spider legs sid sid yeah sid and he looks terrible so anyway they've come a long way well done uh pixar and the rest of the world okay so this morning uh yes. two things are wrong one my foot's killing me but I still decided to run. Now my foot really hurts, but I don't care. I'm still going to run. So I ran okay. today. Uh, I also have a sty in my eye. Which oh, is, I hate those. Yeah. yeah, like right there on the eyelid, like on oh, the edge of it. It's killing me right now. It's like yeah. hurts so bad. Yeah. It's making my right eye blurry. So there's that going on. So I'm just grouchy. I'm outside. I'm running. It's hot. I'm sweating mm-hmm. already. I'm just annoyed, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to get all the way around the, the loop. And I'm going to be better for it right i'm gonna have some energy today sure. and blah 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 sure. and so i do that and as i'm running there's a lady and the lady's <laughs> coming my direction i'm wearing headphones and listening okay. to and i'm not wearing my uh, pods because they suck outside for some reason i get weird interference on my right Bluetooth. yeah with your phone in your pocket they they screw up if you by the way if you get one of those armband things mm-hmm. oh yeah then it brings it closer it right because like right yeah here. And, and then you don't get that weird body interference like your body is a a sunspot or something yeah. that causes interference. Yeah. Maybe the second iteration of that will be better because the headphones I use, which are just these Jabra, I forgot the name of them, but they're just over the head, small cans, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. those are Bluetooth also, and they don't have any of the interference. So I don't know if because they're bigger, they can house a better transmitter, oh, whatever. Interesting. But anyway, so mm-hmm. I wear that and uh, I'm running down the thing and I've got a podcast going. Mm-hmm. Don't know what I'm listening uh, something NPR or something. And I'm running down the road, and I see this lady, so I scooch over, giving her a wide berth there on the on the sidewalk. Uh-huh. And she runs up to me, and she puts her hand up kind of way early. Oh. And says, okay. as she gets closer to me, says out loud, don't leave me hanging. <laughs> okay. Wow. And I, and I went. Oh, she wants me to high five her. This never happened. This doesn't happen out here. What is yeah, that no about? Kidding. So I did. I high-fived this lady. Nice. And she goes, have a great day. And she just kept kind of jogging the other direction. <laughs> so I just want to say to that lady, she'll never hear this, but she kind of made me have a better morning. Just She was like That's a bright cool. uh, sunshine ball and was happy to, you know, clap hands with a stranger and didn't seem at all annoyed with me or what I was doing. And that was great. So That's cool. Yeah. Just some random positivity, which is... Uh super super cool like it does it adds to your day she had a very sweaty hand though very sweaty <laughs> and then you touched your eye and now you have a sty <laughs> i just I, I just know that I, just from the moment that, uh, that we made contact my mind went oh that's a wet that's a wet slap that's a yeah. wet hand that you got there and then i kind of moved on i didn't you know i didn't go ooh <laughs> I didn't go, ooh, and wipe my hand on my shorts or anything, but I just kept going. Nothing wrong with yeah. a little wet slap now and again. 
you need yeah, to... exactly. You're, you're you're probably sweaty too, and you know whatever. Yeah. Oh, I was totally sweaty. I'm sure. I, I'm sure. Our, I'm sure our sweat juices combined and made a greater cocktail. Is what I'm. Oh, thinking. There you go. And now you're now you have a, a sworn oath to each other or something like it's the, it's the crossing of the palms, uh, you know, with a knife and then shaking hands with the blood. So oh, that. Oh man. Blood brothers. Now you're sweat sisters. Sweat sisters. <laughs> <laughs> She's your sweat sister. She's my sweat sister. But also, yeah. hey, that reminds me, when you cut your hands to do the blood brother thing, yeah. would you, under what circumstances would you do that? Would you ever do that with anybody? No, I would never do that. It's such a dumb thing. It's so, like, why in movies do people, and, and it's even like, I'm proving I'm not a cyborg. Slice, yep. see? Yep. It's like the dumbest place to cut yourself because that's a very active uh, part of your body. You know, you're picking up and holding things, and uh, in action movies, you're carrying weapons and things like that. And you need it. You uh, need the dexterity you need of your hands. Exactly. Exactly. Like, uh, I'm going to cut. Where would you cut for Blood Brothers? Like, I would do. Would you do your arm? I would think I think my arm. And I do maybe, like, like, a little nick on the top of my arm, and then just, like, we'll just, you know, rub arms together. Like that. Oh, and that would be I just don't understand the need to mix the blood. I mean, where would you do it? Where would you do it? I don't need to mix the blood. I would just say, hey, if they said we need to be blood brothers because we've been through so much, and I'd say, you know, we've been through a lot, and and I think that's enough. I think we're yeah. we're we're as close as we're gonna get. That's How so about Snap Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> and those other people that make a deal by spitting in their hand and then shaking it. Right. What right. are you oh, all doing? What are you doing? <laughs> right. It's like that's great for the time being of the shaking hands thing, but now like I've got gross hand, uh, you know, gross spit hand that not only has my own spit, but your spit as well. I don't feel like I can touch anything until I find a restroom and wash my hands. That's freaking horrific. People that spit yeah. in their hands and shake on it, you need to stop it. If that yeah. even happens, I've only seen it in like a movie. I've never seen right, real people right. do yeah, any I don't know. of this Does stuff. It still happen? I'd be curious to see if anybody in the chat room has ever done the the Blood Brothers thing mm -hmm. or the spit in the hand, shake hands thing. What's the thing in John Wick they do? They prick their finger in the in the medallion and then they get a little blood stain yeah. and that's like their... But they're not mixing that's, blood. It's just... No, it's just their uh, oath, their blood oath or okay. whatever it is. Okay. I mean, can you see John Wick and um, Catwoman shaking hands with blood in their hands or spit in their hands? No, not even them. No. Not even the world of John Wick involves that kind of contact. <laughs> I had to think for a second, Catwoman. That's that's where you go with Holly Berry is Catwoman. I couldn't think of anything else, and I also couldn't remember Jinx, Holly Berry baby, or uh, <laughs> Monster Ball. You know, old Monster well, I Ball. I can't remember her character name in Swordfish, but uh, 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 Breasty McBreaster Pants was her. Yeah, <laughs> Sunburned Booby Lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Burned Storm, lady. maybe Storm even. Yeah, that's a really good point, uh, Max Payne. I forgot oh, right, she was Storm. Storm. For a while yeah, because she that. was kind of unremarkable as Storm. Sadly. She was unremarkable as Storm. We had such witty dialogue as, you know, what happens to a toad that gets struck by lightning? Mm -hmm. She's not great. Everything else. I thought that's the worst line ever. In a it is. It movie. is, and I would even say it's worse than that. This doesn't feel like a party. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. That's that's one exception I'll make for that. This doesn't feel like a party line. Mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I really, really despise, which is ironic because I actually think that Scarlett Johansson's uh, Black Widow is one of the strongest points of all of the MCU. Yeah. She is a great thread through most of them. Uh, I think half the reason I think Winter Soldier is my favorite is because she's in it. 
Mm -hmm. um, she is incredible in Endgame. Her acting is better than anyone else's. Like, she just killed it, yet yeah. she has the worst line in the history of the films, which is just kind of funny. She had the she best does. and the worst in that in that series. Anyway, what was I going to say? Anyway. I was going to say, oh, here's the other thing. Uh, yeah. Somebody in the chat says, when I was a kid, I did the blood, blood, blood brother thing. But why did you do it? It's because you saw it on some show or some TV or some movie, right? No one yeah, does well, that. Red Links, yeah, Red Links said he did it. Uh, pin in the finger. Yeah, but... It, well, Pinprick, so but it as wasn't, opposed to it, like uh, it, slice across the hand. It wasn't your own idea, though, is what I'm saying. You saw this somewhere and went... Could have been. I mean, oh, yeah, well, I mean, nobody says... You know what I haven't? Uh, you know what I've never done is uh, uh, cut my hand and then shaking hands with somebody else who's cut their hand. I right. mean, obviously they saw it in some film. That had I mean, to have been it. I don't think anyone in real life ever friend. did this. Maybe back some ancient civilization where you know nobody understood what bloodborne diseases were. We're just shaking bloody hands left and right. I don't know, mm -hmm. but in a modern context, don't do it. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. It does not seem like in this day and age. Sadly, seems like something that. Any day and age, we just bad know. Idea. We just know better now. Like it, it was always bad. It's just that now we know, and we know specifically things like, you know, I don't know, Ebola or, diseases. Yeah, like if some guy's got Ebola, guess what? It's a great way to get it. Become blood brothers with that guy. <laughs> you want the AIDS? Cut your hands and shake hands with a, with a, somebody who's got the AIDS. That'll get you. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, let's move on. And uh, dive right into news, because yesterday we had no news. Today we have all the news, and it starts right here. This is your radio newscaster with another exclusive sensational summary of world and local events. It's the news brought to you by. Brought to you by Alex Albisu's ANTP Diary, Diary of a Podcast Contestant, or a reality show podcast contestant. He's been uh, continuing doing it, and yesterday we put up Nicole's interview uh, as one of the judges of season one of ANTP, find out why Nicole almost quit. Find out what convinced her to stay and find out while, why we are all potatoes. You'll find all that out and more on America's next top podcaster.com. Nicole's interview. They get into the, uh, how she pronounces um, celebrity names or any of that. Was that any of that? No, covered? they don't talk about that at all. I was really hoping we'd blow the lid off that finally after all these years. Figure that I out. I know, right? Yeah, we, we, we should. That's still a, a mystery yet unsolved. I didn't know she almost quit. That's crazy. I got to listen yeah. to this now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was an intense, it was a big ask, like, to critique these fellow human beings at a thing they were putting so much heart in was not an easy ask. It was a hard thing to do. Yeah, well, it was an easy ask, and it was an easy thing for you guys to say, to agree to. And mm -hmm. then once you got into it and said, oh, my gosh, this is hard. Like, they are they are hinging on what we're saying, and we're making or breaking, you know. Yeah. Their... <laughs> yeah. Like, we are, we, are, we are determining their, well, at least their immediate future in this competition, and we're also putting something out into the world that's, you know, going to be there forever, and it's critiquey, and it's critical, and... Yeah, it's just a big it's a bigger thing than you think. Yeah, but uh, man, so much good stuff has come out of that. I know Amy's working on a new show that's going to be on the Frog Pants Network. Uh, Jerry Tolbert and Dan Patrice are working on a new show with Bridget from ANTP mm -hmm. uh, about uh, medical issues. I mean, there's so much great stuff that's coming out. This is the stuff that Alex is doing. Um, Gidget's got uh, her, her show that uh, uh, new people are discovering because of 
um, because of ANTP. So I'm excited about that. And let me put, and let me say this: if you're out there and you're listening and you're like, "Man, I don't know if I can overcome this thing that I have to be a great podcaster." If Alex can get over his horrible voice, you can do anything. <laughs> you can do it, you guys. That's right. Exactly. Just yeah, look if he at can Alex. Make it, anybody can. Yes. <laughs> uh, his grandparents would be proud. I don't know why I said that. All right, moving on. <laughs> Let's do our first story. There has been a, a man. A man has been accused of something. Man. He uh, has been performing unauthorized dental procedures on horses. Probably be worse of his people because, you Ooh. know. We worry about people more than we do horses, but we do. Yes. Uh, and is it safe? Is it safe? <laughs> right. We ask that a lot. Horses just go, <laughs> and they don't know what to say. It's a pretty good horse. <laughs> Does he try talking to the horse while while the, the horse has you know his hands in his mouth? Like, so uh, doing up to anything uh, fun this weekend? Oh gosh, Wilbur. Yeah, I don't know what they do, but the Oak Bank man. Uh, he's uh, from the Oak Bank area, which is where? Uh, Canada, Manitoba area. There you go. Uh, he's accused of performing unauthorized dental procedures on horses. He's facing a lifetime ban against practicing veterinary medicine in Manitoba. The, uh, <laughs> Only in Canada would people keep oak in a bank. <laughs> that, that's not really named that because there's oak in a bank, is there? No, I don't think so. It's probably a bank of oak trees along a river or something. Oh, okay. I want them to store oak in a in a <laughs> in a thing with like guards and they're armed and stuff. First National Canadian Bank of Oak. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Just pick a knot hole and shove your money in there, eh? <laughs> It'll be safe. We'll put your name on it, eh? Yeah, don't worry about it. This is the oak bank. Just carve your name. That'll be your pin. Just carve your name into the area right above the knot hole and then put your money in there. And then when you want your money, you just come and get it, eh? Yeah. You ever seen paper? I don't know why it reminds me of that guy. Uh, let's see. The Manitoba Veterinarian Medical Association is seeking permanent injunction against Kelvin Brent Asham, or as I would like to say, a sham. <laughs> see what I did? Because literally, I thought you're gonna go ass ham. <laughs> I could have gone. I could have said ass ham. I could have said a shame, but instead it's a, a sham because you can actually separate the a from the sham. It's pretty good. And he's a sham. <laughs> see, he's a sham. He's a sham. He is a sham. Um, he is the sorry. The organization is accusing of diagnosing uh, diseases and injuries in horses, treating the animals in a uh, sorry, and in one instance administering a sedative, all without clarification or certification of veterinarianism. That's not the word. All without <laughs> certification as a veterinarian. Veterinarian. Veterinarianism. Yeah. Um, in court documents, uh, let's see, the Veterinary Association uh, claims it's been trying to stop Ashham, or sorry, Ashham, from uh, diagnosing and treating horses for three years to no avail, claiming he conducts himself as if the rules don't apply to him. Uh, they say it is a display of lawless bravado. That's a good band. Lawless Bravado. Opening for. Who would they open for? Who would, what, what band would they open for? <laughs> Lawless Bravado yeah. is opening for uh, Crime and the Punishments. Perfect. Perfect. Get your Sorry, tickets now. Weird. I was hearing noises in here. I guess it's just a pipe that is that apparently doesn't often get used or something that is uh, making a lot of pipe noise. Is it just like a not like a banging noise, but like a water. No, it. like a just oh. louder than it, than it seems like it usually is. Maybe Tristan Weird. clogged the shitter. Maybe that happened. Oh, could be. Could be. Yeah. 
Good luck. Great. Good luck with that. Uh, the <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he would. I'm just saying I have a boy, and I know what's no, up. No, he does. He does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, something funny, speaking of the boys, something funny happened with Nick. I have to tell this story. He's going to hate that sure. I talk about this, but... <laughs> He's been growing his hair for a long time, and it's been long and curly and gnarly, and it's just made him kind of into this like, hey man, just like man, like just kind of a loafy looking, sure. laying around looking at his phone, kind of hipster, hipster yeah, dude, right. you know, thing going on. Mm-hmm. And he he was getting tired of it, so he says, "Dad, I think I should cut it. You think I should cut it?" I'm like, "Yeah, you should totally cut it. You'll probably feel better or whatever." He goes, "I don't know, maybe I'll cut it." Anyway, he gets a cut, so it's all cut short and. You know, whole whole different kid. All that hair is gone. And suddenly, he's smiling all the time. He's got more yeah. energy. He went on a date last night. Uh, he's looking at apartments with his buddies today. Uh, he works later. And then he's going to come home, and he's got some plans later with some other friends. Like, he's all of a sudden Mr. Activity out of nowhere. His room's clean. He did it without being asked. What's with the hair, dude? Wow. Yeah, is there a girl involved all of a sudden? Is there a... Not really, no. I mean, he went on a date, but it's just some new girl he hadn't met before. But he's just like... He's like... It's complete attitude change without us doing anything or saying anything. Mm -hmm. Just completely flipped from kind of tired and it's hot and I don't want to do that. You know, there's just uh, stages and we probably went through it too and we were just forgetting, but like stages where you're kind of in a... Not really a funk, but just kind of in a lazy... Eh, you know, I'm not going to just, I'm just going to kind of coast for a little while. And then you come out of it and you're like, I really want to make something of the world. It's my oyster and I'm going to mm-hmm. grab it by the horns and ride it into town or whatever. That's basically what's happening. Maybe, maybe he got mm-hmm. some of that uh, hot alopecia money, you know, sold his hair yeah. to some lady who said, ah, we don't have eyebrows. Give this, give me, give me that hair. And he said, all right, how much? And they said $300,000. And now he's rich and he just hasn't told me. Maybe that's it. And he just, and that's, and that's improved his, uh, his, his outlook on life. Okay. Yep. It yep. could be, could totally be, could be, but more likely, I think as much as it seems, sounds silly. I think you, you, I don't know when you buy into like an appearance or a, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, a vibe or whatever, mm-hmm. it can sort of control your attitude. And when he cut it, it just something popped. It's like a, it's a whole new kid up there. I mean, we'll see yeah. if it lasts. <laughs> but it's but, funny that I mean, we're you know, we're looking at it two different ways. One way is that the beard or the the beard, the hair, uh, uh, caused the the transformation, as opposed to the transformation resulted in the haircut. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to say, right? I don't know yeah, what to attribute it, it all to. Happened at the same time. All so wh- which came first? The <laughs> it could simply just be. Hey, this is one of those moments where he has a, uh, you know, he moves up a, a notch. It's okay. It's yeah. like it just yeah. all happened at the same time. Doesn't have to be a causality thing with the hair, but it did seem to co- coincide yeah. with it. But anyway, happens with Tristan too, and I, I can't explain it. Can't explain that with science. Oh, that's the other thing. He's up early, getting ready for work, and he's on his uh, on a notebook on the kitchen counter. I'm like, what are you doing? Signing up for some classes. What? Wow. I'd like what? What? Who are you? What have, what have you done with our son? Like what? just a few weeks ago, I was like, dude, what do you want to do about, you know, you were talking about skipping a semester and working. He's still thinking maybe, you know, what do you want to do? And he just acted like we were just, he was all put out. didn't want to talk about it or whatever. But now he's doing it. I think what it is with him is if he does it, we're good. If it's us telling him to, no yeah, good. Right. Absolutely. That's, that's, boy, that is, uh, that is 
Sun 101, right? It's just the whole like, all right, you need to do this and you need to do this. But then when it's their idea, they're all into it and they do it without any problems or any question or any asking. Yep. You sure there's not a there's not some new girl that he's got his eye on that's well, like, other than this girl he dated the date yeah, yesterday, the date. who uh, mm-hmm. from what I understand they just met, so I don't it's, it's possible. But he was acting like this before he met her. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe though, maybe and maybe she's just even like she may be a real go getter. And she's like, yeah. oh, I'm looking for a boy who's got his head on straight. See? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that you know, women have an influence like that, especially on a, uh, on a, an impressionable, not impressionable, on a, um, uh, on a young man who's uh, ready to take on the world with a little bit of a life change or something. On his erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. <laughs> Milan to Minsk. <laughs> anyway, we'll see how it goes. She's a Muncie girl, apparently. <laughs> Stack in the chat says, a girl or an Adderall? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe like, it's Adderall Annie. Could be. Maybe just could kissing be. her gives you a, a hit, a, a contact a hit. A jolt. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Could be it. He also did just get over a case of, um, not mono, what'd they call it? He had like a weird throat. It wasn't strep either, thrush? but it looked like strep. I don't know what it was. It was something. Perhaps he had some thrush, kind of what is yeah. sore throaty thing. And it was really keeping him down. And it took like two weeks to get through it. And he got the haircut right after that. So maybe he's just feeling it on all ends, man. It's just like, let's go. Got this world. I got to take it by the horns. Wrestle it to the <laughs> ground. Beat the shit out of it. Uh, all right, moving on. There you go. That's it. We don't talk about Nebraska people enough. So let's do a story no, about Nebraska. Nothing really ever happens in Nebraska. <laughs> it's a nice, quiet place. Yeah, exactly. Who's the? Who are the senators from Nebraska? I, don't, I actually want to know. Nebraska Senators. Oh, it's that one guy I don't like at all. Who's that? Uh, ben Sassy. He's ben a- Sassy. Wait, is he the one I'm thinking of? Uh, Go to your room, you Ben Sassy. <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> I don't know if that's him or not. Um Yeah, I can't tell if that's him or not. There, there's one of these guys is not. I don't like him, but I don't, I, I don't know if that's him or not. I shouldn't say it because I don't know. But anyway, good luck to him and all his Nebraska needs. <laughs> his brethren, his Nebraska brethren. Yeah, his. Uh, he seems fine. He's younger than us. That's starting to happen, you know. Uh, it used to be that yeah. all all uh, uh, politicians, politicians were older were... than us. Not anymore. Nope. Not anymore. Nope. I think even so Ted true. Cruz. Ted Cruz is like a year younger than us or something. He was born in 70. Oh, that's crazy. I know I don't like it. No, especially Ted Cruz. I mean, <laughs> the dude. Yeah, there it is. 1970, December 22nd, 1970. Yeah. Ted Cruz, born in Calgary, that's all Alberta, right. you Canada. Know what? He's, he's older than us in um, uh, in spirit and uh, every, in uh, Every other way. <laughs> every other possible way. Yes. Hey, it says that Raphael Edward Cruz was born... Uh, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. How can you run for president if you are born in Canada? I thought that was a... I don't understand um, how that works. Am I, am I dumb? Dual citizenship or... Um, Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they brought him right back over and said... Well, I mean, you know, the president before Trump was born in uh, in Africa. I, we never saw a birth certificate, did we? Uh <laughs> I'm kidding, folks. I'm kidding. Ah, uh, jury coming up in about an hour. <laughs> oh yeah, jury will be here, but we're not going to talk about that kind of politics today. It's going to be a very oh, specific. Really? Uh, we're going to sub- talk about office politics today. Yeah, 
We're going to talk about why Janice steals all the donuts when no one's in the break room. Right, exactly. Who? We've got 16 bagels, but who used up all the cream cheese on theirs? Yeah. Janice. Yeah, exactly. So wait, his parents... He was His parents were United States citizens after fleeing Cuba. They became citizens, gave birth to Ted over the border. I guess that would still make him a, a U.S. citizen, born American a U.S. citizen. citizen. Yeah. Okay, I see. Ninja Steve Kurt. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand how that worked. I thought it really was like a location thing. Conceived in Cuba, uh, born in the U.S. <laughs> like, if you, like if you just accidentally got born in like Austria or something... But you were just on vacation, and your wife's like, "Oh, that's coming now!" And you, you know, the water broke, and there's the baby. I thought that was, I thought that just meant, well, that's it. He can never be president. But I guess I don't understand that rule. That's fine. I don't understand. Let's ask Jerry about that. Actually, it's a good question. He may know. He's a yeah. giant Wikipedia. If anybody, if anybody knows, it'll be Jerbs. That's true. Well, let's get to this Nebraska woman. Okay, Nebraska woman. And she attacked something you hold dear, Brian. She attacked a local Spider-Man statue. Uh as a hate crime against Christianity after mistaking it for Satan. She thinks a Spider-Man is Satan. Wow. Yeah. With great meth comes great irresponsibility. There you go. <laughs> Lincoln Star Journal or Journal Star. Do you know that one? Did you go there? The Lincoln Journal Star. I did go to the Lincoln Journal Star. Oh, my gosh. How was that? The How Omaha was that? World Herald. It was, it was part of a whole Nebraska world tour where I think we hit um, the Omaha. No, Omaha World the OWC, Omaha World Citizen, mm. and then the Lincoln Journal Star. Omaha is where Steve Martin and John Candy got stuck in planes, trains, and all. Oh, right. Yeah. The first city where they got stuck. Wow. Many places they got stuck yep. in that film. Yep. I, I want to see this. Why Why does uh, Nebraska have this awesome Spider-Man statue? I'm looking at a photo of this thing right now. I know. Isn't it cool? And That is really cool. Why don't we... Why is it... Number one, why is it at a zoo? <laughs> all right. Right. What's the deal there? What's going on with that? Hold and on. why don't we have it uh, here in, in Denver? We need it here in Denver. I'm going to look what that up. What does Omaha have to do with Spider-Man? Yeah, nothing is the answer. Mm -hmm. Was somebody big born there? Was like Stan Lee? Oh, that's not a statue. That's a scene from, from Homecoming. Oh, it is? That's when he's holding up the... Yeah, it's when he's holding up uh, the side or he's on the side of the... Um, oh, well, this the, is a bad the, article then. Lincoln Memorial. Isn't that right? Or am I, am I mistaken? Yeah, because it's just a statue depicting Spider-Man's hand spinning a web. Is the is the actual oh. statue? Oh, because it's oh, making the because it's making the horns shape. Yeah, here's the, the statue. Here's the, I'm gonna put a cup the a link to the statue in the. Uh, yeah, it's it's right. It's devil horns. All right, I'm looking here. Also. I think uh, you need to take some Cialis or something if that's how you're. Uh, if that's how your webs are coming out of your wrists. Whoa. Now I need to see this so I can see what you're talking about. Oh, I see. Yeah, that thing's got problems. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that... That's... Uh, why... What? Why is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why, really, why did they make that? That's a really good question. Okay, well, she, she obviously thinks that Spider-Man's throwing the goat horns there. Yeah. Uh... It says the Lincoln Journal Jar reported the offended Christian woman wrote an email to Mayor Larian Gaylor Bard. That's awesome. Sure. Larian Gaylor Baird. Uh, absolutely a Game of Thrones character, <laughs> not a mayor. From House Baird? Yes, from House Baird. House Gaylord would work as well. Larian, quit challenging the Iron Throne. <laughs> 
Your, you must throw your fealty before me. <laughs> I love the word fealty. 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 Uh, they demanded, sorry, she remanded, uh, demanded he remove the statue depicting Spider-Man's hand spinning a web as she believed the statue depicted devil horns. Quote, it is a sculpture of two open hands, painted red and black and formed into devil horns, the woman complained, before going on to describe the statue as a hate crime against the church. Oh, geez, the statue was on display as part of the Serving Hands Lincoln Public Art Project in which several uh, different sculptors depicted different sets of hands uh, that had been erected in the Lincoln Children's Zoo. Oh, there was a lot of weird sculpture stuff in our zoo this weekend, too. Uh, there's something going on with zoos. Hmm. Zoos are into the art right now. It's weird. Interesting. I'm, very, I'm, very, I'm, very, there's a, <laughs> I'm sure that noise that I just made will get capped out, but <laughs> I'm sure there's like a lot of these hands all over the zoo. In Lincoln, right? So it's like a, a little project where it's like, all right, do something with hands, make yep. them this big. And so you've probably got like, you know, hands holding the, the earth and then another mm-hmm. uh, hand where all the fingers are different, you know, races or something like that. Or totally. I'm sure there are. One and, white and she, hand, one black hand. She just doesn't like that. this one because, I mean, she's not like Spider-Man in general because a lot of times he has to, that's how he pushes his little buttons with the, these two yeah. fingers. If she doesn't like Spider-Man, it's just because she's only seen the Andrew Garfield uh yeah. Movies. Then who can blame her, really, if that's the case? Well, yeah. I mean, or even that third shitty... That third Tobey Maguire movie. Yeah, oh, it's really bad. Oh. What is he doing, by the way? Where's he at? What, Tobey Maguire? Yes. What's Tobey Maguire doing? I want to see <laughs> what he's got up to, because he's it's not true. in it's anything. It's been a while since we've seen him in anything, isn't it? He's, um... Well, he's in his 40s, so that's something, I guess. 40s? All right, here we go. Tobey Maguire, IMDb. Why, by the way, do I get the mobile side of IMDb these days when I don't want it? Must be my browser. All right. Um, it says here. Wow. Last weird. thing he did was the boss baby. Yep. He was adult Tim. Yes. Um, he was the adult. He was the boss adult. <laughs> yep. He did two things in 2014. One was a TV series I've never heard of called The Spoils of Babylon. He was called Devin Morehouse in that. Then he did a movie called The Pawn Sacrifice, where he played Bobby Fischer. I suppose that's some sort of uh, chess thing. Yeah. Um, before oh, that, <clears throat> Great Gatsby in, excuse me, in 13. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, old sport. So he hasn't done shit. Not, um, not as an actor, but if you switch over to producer, he's producing something called McLean. He's producing Babylon, uh, Rub and Tug, The Violent Heart. All of those are in uh, Rub and in Tug. Production. Rub and Tug. I'm sure that's about a uh, uh, Chinese massage place or something. Oh, here it is. Let me give you the description. Rub and all Tug, right. based on the true story of Tex Grill, a trans man who becomes the king, uh, crime kingpin of 1970s Pittsburgh through his empire of illicit massage parlors. There you go. Rub and Tug. Rub and Tug. Rub and tug. Wow. I'm Bob Rub and I'm Mike Tug. <laughs> and when we get together, <laughs> oh man, all right, there's hell to play. I'm a I'm a cop with a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, I'm an angry hooker on the street. Together, we're rub and tug. There you go. Maybe he's just chilling. Uh, I don't know. I uh, really want this McLean. Oh, it is. This is a uh, a diehard prequel. Shut up. He's producing the one that? called McLean, because that's what we do now. When we, when we need to uh, continue a franchise, we just pick the last name of the character and oh, this Creed. Is, <laughs> yeah, currently rumored. Um, let's see. 
as it doesn't say much about it. Just that Bruce Willis is rumored to be cast. That's all. Director is. Oh, Lennon. but every, yeah, but everything else. I mean, that's. Well, there's nothing else. Look at the click on the thing. This looks well, very yeah. rumory. I mean, me. I guess it's announced is all it is. All so right. it's. His last one was oh. a good day to die hard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Len Wiseman. I'm just checking to see if any of this holds water. It appears. One of the last things that he's released or that's been released uh, that Toby McGuire produced is Boys in the Wood. Set deep in the Scottish Highlands, Boys in the Wood is an archaic cocktail of generational pot politics, hip-hop-loving farmers, and hallucinogenic rabbit shites. Okay, I think Spider-Man 3 had a real effect on him. (laughs) I like the hallucinogenic rabbit shites. Yeah, going from that to your uh, rub and tug and your whatever, man. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Robin Tug is very problematic. It is. <laughs> have you uh, have you kept any of his audio from the Spider-Man video games, the PS2 game? No. Is it is it bad? Did I say, I thought I sent you a link? Did I send you a link? I don't think you did. Is it's it really? It is really bad. Let me find it here. Oh please, I would love that. I'm always on the hunt for bad audio, especially this variety. Let's see. Here it is. Okay. I did send it to you, but it was in the mix of a bunch of other well, things we were discussing. It. I will put it in our Discord right about now. now. Oh, there it is. Yeah, click Spider-Man that. Voice enjoy. Clips. Let's see what we enjoy got. Enjoy the. Let's play some of this. Okay. Uh, hold on. <laughs> you sure this isn't Rub and Tug? Uh, the... <laughs> Rub and Tug the soundtrack. Oh. <laughs> Batter up. Take a nap, sap. This may sting a little. Hope your insurance is paid up. Coming at you. This is terrible. It really is terrible. And it's so, it's delivered with such, uh, let's just get through this. Can I have my check now, please? I am going to make a note of this and capture how much that. <laughs> that is horrendous. All right, well done. Oh, my eye, dude. I want to rub it so bad, but I can't. So I'll just rub above it. Oh, mm. my gosh, it itches so bad. Okay, I'm sorry. Now, now tug it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, words overheard at the rub and tug down the road. (laughs) Now tug it. All right. Well, anyway, she thinks it's devilly. Hey, uh, let's move on to this. A restaurant in New Jersey is now making sandwiches with pickles instead of bread. And I am Mm. all for this. No problem with the idea. Yeah, this is good. This would be uh, good for me, too, because, oh, look at that. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I want that. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, this is not... You you hear about this and you go what and then you see it. Look at that. Yeah. Oh come on, get through this. I should be using Brave Browser because I have to sit through a Yahoo Finance ad before I can see this thing. Okay, here we go. Oh, that is like that is awesome. Look at pastrami and uh, Swiss cheese. Yeah, I would eat this. Yeah, and again, Weight Watchers, no bread. Yeah, pickles are nothing. Like they're pickles nothing. Pickles are way fewer points. I think they're still points because of the salt content right. from the brine but right. uh, but it's good for you too because like f- fermented stuff's good for your guts pickled things are good for your guts yeah. like this is just a better solution and i would you just gotta oh. you gotta get some big honking pickles for this but uh i mean is that a common how hard do you think it'd be to get those oh, um, this is killing me not hard i mean Ooh. i'm just wondering you know the vlasic jars what you'd get maybe two in a jar with this thing oh look at that sriracha mayo right Oh, and look, they've okay. got little um, 
uh, sushi rolls using not sushi, but it's uh, rolls of um, they take uh, how do I say it? they make spears, you know, kind of like flat slices of the pickle, and then they roll mm -hmm. meat and things in it and put a toothpick through it. Now you got a nice little uh, appetizer unit. <laughs> I'm really bad at explaining any of this. So yeah, I, no, I gotcha. I I'm gotcha. not going to say any more words. Uh, cool. Anyway, oh. I just oh, wanted yeah, to share that. Those are called, right, those those uh, sushi roll kind of things. Oh, and the only the thing in here is, did they say the name of the places I want to give them? Yeah, there it is. Elsie's. It's in uh, Haddon Township, New Jersey. It opened in uh, early 2019. Their signature dish is a pickle sandwich, which uses pickles in lieu of slices of bread. The sandwich is... Uh, vessel and two scooped out halves of kosher dill pickles. So they scoop them out, uh, which comes in an original or spicy flavor. Oh my gosh, dude. Let's see. So, yeah, I'm looking to see. Um, we have a place, uh, Denver uh, um, chain of restaurants or sandwich places called the Spicy Pickle. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not, maybe they're not specific to um, Denver, but I'm curious to see if they have a pickle sandwich. They, they don't. I think they just, you know, accompany your sandwich with a pickle, but. You think if there's going to be a place now that says, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna just break down and make a pickle sandwich," it's the spicy pickle. I thought the spicy I thought spicy pickle was your porn name. Now I'm confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. It's my middle name. Yeah. I'm Brian Spicy Pickle Ibbert. <laughs> Peter Griffin. All right. <laughs> uh, that was a fun little thing to mention. Now this. Yeah. A woman. Another woman. Sure. I promise we're not targeting women here today. This is just how it went with the stories. She's not a Nebraska woman. No. Um, but she filmed a disgusting driver delivering Amazon goods pooing in her garden. Pooing. Pooing. Not, pooing. Poop, not pooping. Not right. defecating. Pooing. pooing is way funnier than pooping. Oh, yeah. Cool. You went, yeah. I caught you pooing in my garden. <laughs> Doing a poo. Jeff Bezos, please. Look at my video of a man pooing in my garden. What will you do about it? The clip shows a man wearing a high-vis jacket squatting behind a fence before wiping his bum with a piece of tissue. Once the man had completed his outdoor bathroom break, he threw the used tissue into the bushes nearby. Also not cool. Uh, seconds later, he put his trousers back on and pulled them up. He then approached he took the fence. his trousers completely off to do this? Well, you know, sometimes people need the full Monty. Sometimes yeah, I need just, like real. I need the freedom. I need full freedom to get this one out. Full freedom pooing. Oh, here's the video. Uh, he then approaches the fence of the woman's property before appearing to attempt to jump over it. Uh, the disgusting clip was uploaded on Facebook by Rebecca Eleanor Reed. This was on yesterday, or done yesterday, or a couple days ago now. Uh -huh. uh, she said the gross clip was filmed in Calnwitshire. So this is somewhere in the UK. In the caption of the video, she says, Amazon, what a pile of poo. And she did the poo emoji, not the word. Uh, it is literally what you delivered to me. Yes, it sounds funny, but it really isn't. He felt the need to hop over our fence and do a poo in our garden and back up the oh, tissue. That. Or what? Oh, bag and uh, sorry. And bag up the tissue and throw it into the hedge, then hops back over the fence and walks off. We have evidence of who you are and your vehicle, Amazon. You need to sort this out immediately. Disgraceful behavior from an employee of yours, and you'll just say you'll sort it out. Forty out, out forty-eight hours later, and it's still there. Oh, that video too. It's too bad there's not more of her talking. Oh, he's pooing. Mm. He's pooing in me garden. Me garden. That's far too close to. What, what kind of plant? What do you grow there in Britain? 
Zoe, help us out. What 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 would you poo near? <laughs> I, I don't know what your garden has in it. My friends. <laughs> <laughs> Because when they say garden over there, don't they just mean their backyard or something? Like, you guys are weird about that. Right? When the UK says that, they don't mean, like, you and I would say garden and we think rows of growing food or flowers or whatever. Over there, they're like, Mm. yeah, the garden is just like, uh, we're having a barbecue in the back garden. Oh, right, right, right. Like the backyard. I see what you're saying. Here's the one that, that, uh, and I want Zoe, since she's in the the chat room. Mm. Um, I want uh, I want to get an answer to this. So in in the U.S., when we say, "Oh, he's a very upstanding person," or um, "You need to be upstanding," we're saying, you know, you need to have a good, strong character, and you need to um, be a very, you know, very good person. Mm-hmm. But I think in the U.K. and Zoe can confirm or deny this, I think it just means standing up. So, you know, be oh. upstanding means stand up and applaud the person coming in. <laughs> So an upstanding person would be somebody who just happens to be standing up. That's right. So, you know, they say, ah, please welcome the Queen of England. Please be upstanding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's see what she says. Okay, so. All right. So Zoe is saying be upstanding would be what you think, too. So it means both then. All right. Okay. Maybe we gave that gift to them. Maybe our meaning went back over the Atlantic and now they've integrated it into their lives. Maybe. Maybe. But, yeah, I've. There, there have been a couple of cases recently where I've been watching something or hearing something that is uh, from the UK, and they're saying, "Ah, oh, welcome, so and so. Please be upstanding." As maybe they, they come mean, in. Maybe they mean both, like stand up and look good and be good. Could and be, could be, yeah. All that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You're pretty sure Pops and Klein says he's pretty sure Shakespeare made up that word too. Maybe Shakespeare made up a lot of words, man. He did make up a lot of words. We don't, you know, we always think, "Oh, he did plays and stories and things and." We don't, you know, we forget that he also like reformed a lot of English phrases that people still use today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, here we go. So I'm in, I'm in the Cambridge English Dictionary. Yeah. Uh, dictionary.cambridge.org. And it Ooh. says, um, behaving in a good and moral way. Okay. So it does. So they, so they agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least All one, right. one out of every <laughs> 10, uh, Cambridge, uh, British dictionaries agree. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yes. All right. Good. Uh, anyway, an Amazon spokesman finally spoke up about this and says this. To confirm, this is a driver for an independent delivery company that provides service to Amazon. We have very high standards for our delivery service and, uh, providers and how they serve customers. We are taking this matter seriously and have reached out to the customer to apologize for the experience and offer support. What do you suppose that would be? Probably a gift certificate for some break. <laughs> Here's a free, right? Your next, uh, your next non-prime delivery is free. Yeah, remember those Amazon coins? Maybe they do those still. Let's see, is that still a thing? Oh, I don't remember coins. I do, but it was oh, like physical it was, coins. It was kind of half. No, it was kind of half-assed. It was like a little program they were doing, and I don't know huh. if it's still going. Let's see. Yeah, here it is. Uh, Amazon introduced Amazon coins on July 13th, 2013. So it's been a while. Uh, and in the United States, they gave 500 free coins to all users of Kindle Fire devices. Can, oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, JC Calhoun, Calhoun says it's coins for apps. Gotcha. Oh, okay, here it is, Amazon App Store. There it is, yep, you're right. Yeah. Uh, however, in 2014, Amazon started to allow all Android users in Germany and the United Kingdom and the United States to buy, earn, and spend Amazon coins on the App Store using Android phones and tablets. Users, users could then get discounts 
when they bought the coins in bulk and earn coins through certain apps on the App Store. Um, when they released the Fire Phone, remember the Fire Phone? I do remember the Fire Phone. That was a heap of way more successful than the Fire Festival, but yep. not by much. Let me tell you the difference between pooing in your garden or tossing a Fire Phone in your garden. <laughs> Maybe it's, it was pooing on a Fire Phone in the garden. It was. It's virtually the same. <laughs> if I left a Fire Phone in your garden, that's, that's as bad as pooing in it. That was a bad Oof. phone. Um, it says the release Fire Phone. Amazon offered app developers five hundred thousand Amazon coins. For each paid app or app with an in-app purchase. Okay. Bep, bep, bep. Uh, they call it virtual currency. Uh, the coins operate like digital gift cards, though. So it's not the same as like Bitcoin or something. Uh, one Amazon yeah. coin is worth one cent. That's a little fun note. Uh, they never expire. And let's oh, see. So if you have Amazon coins, then you still have Amazon coins. That's right. It says here when a customer buys software with Amazon coins, the developer is paid in conventional currency. I guess they're still going. Good job, Amazon, with your coins. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Bill will be here talking about making stuff in the world and making things. I'll bet he's still working on his book. That's my prediction. Probably. I could he's be making wrong. a book. Yeah. Uh, and then Jerry will be here. We're going to talk about God and presidents. Yeah, that's right. Ooh. That's right. Special subject. Presidents and gods, gods and presidents. He has a special happening with PX3 that we'll uh, go into this more, but I want to I want to pick his brain and see what's going on. And President I'll, Jesus. And I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone be upstanding. Be upstanding for President, President Jesus. Jesus. He's coming now. <laughs> uh, and then we'll do more. So stick around for all that. In the meantime, Brian has a song he will now he will now introduce to us the audience. Go ahead. I will indeed. Uh, this one's a lot of fun. Discovered this one this morning. Uh, this is um, a band called Matiel. M A T T I E L. Actually, it's named after the lead singer. Her name is Matiel Brown. Um, they just rocked Glastonbury uh, in uh, the UK with a big festival, big music festival, but twice last month including a song called Keep the Change. They are supporting uh, their brand new album, which is called Satis Factory, like a factory that produ produces something called Satis, S-A-T-I-S. Yeah. Um, this song's a lot of fun. She's got a great voice and um, uh, just having a lot of fun listening to this song. It's called Food for Thought. Here is Matiel. <laughs> Set the table and the silverware and all you've got is a hundred yards there. So look back at me and finish your food with an appetite and some gratitude. He set the table and the silverware and gave you those clothes that you don't want to wear. But as long as you plan to stay alive, you gotta honor your parents. That's number five. Give me all your children and I'll show them how to complicate. All we need are mouths to feed, so pass around the dinner plate. you're taller and now that you've grown you can build a table all on your own and with whomever you decide to be make sure she makes you up a family we set you up a resting place and your giant block of marble awaits and we broke you open an atm but don't get greedy that's number 10 give me all your children and i'll show them how to congregate all we need a mouse to feed so pass around the dinner plate give me all your money and I'll open up the 
such a groan you can build a table all on your own and with whomever you decide to be make sure she makes you up a family we set you up a resting place and your giant block of marble awaits and we broke you open an ATM but don't get greedy that's number 10 give me all your children and I'll show them how to congregate all we need are mouths to feed so pass around the dinner plate give me all your money and I'll open up the pudding gates what's food for thought when all you got is something to be good to take give me all your money and I'll open up the pudding gates give me all your Hey guys, talking about Vistro again. Vistro, V-E-E-S-T-R-O. The whole episode is brought to you by them. Vistro is a nationwide 100% plant-based meal delivery service. In fact, Vistro is the number one plant-based meal delivery service in America. No prep work, chopping, or cleaning involved. All Vistro meals can be heated and served. So you can enjoy a hot, healthy, and delicious meal whenever you're hungry. Mm, making me hungry thinking about it right now. Vistro meals have no added preservatives, no organic ingredients. Sorry, using only organic ingredients, not non-organic. And fresh frozen for maximum taste and nutrition. They keep in your freezer for up to 10 weeks. If you're like me, that's a good thing. We all know that a plant-based diet is better for your health and the environment, but changing the way you eat can be intimidating. Many people don't know where to start. Bistro makes it easy because the foods are delicious. The chef is one of the best in the business with over 30 years of experience crafting plant-based meals. And since Bistro only serves plant-based meals, well, they really, really are good at it. We're talking healthy, hearty, and satisfying meals like country fried chicken, Tuscan uh, calzones, enchilada casserole, red curry, lots, lots more. Uh, speaking of the enchilada casserole, not even a thing I would normally go, oh, I'm in the mood for a casserole. So good in this case. I'm not kidding. I really liked it, and I think you will as well. It's really fantastic. And, uh, you know, you could do... Listen, I'm a, I'm normally a meat guy. I don't want to freak anybody out, but normally I like the meats. And this was a case where I was happy to not have the meats. I didn't miss it. Uh, whether you're already vegan or vegetarian or just looking for more plant-based meals in your diet, whatever you are, Vistro is a convenient and delicious solution, especially if you're busy and don't always have time or energy or the inspiration to cook. That's me to a nutshell. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Vistro offers you all of that. Covers you for 50 meal options. You can customize your meal plan around your tastes, including meal plans for weight loss. Vistro offers free shipping on all orders. And right now, our listeners can save 30% off Vistro meal, uh, your first one, your meal purchase from Vistro by using our code TMS. That's right. Visit Vistro, V-E-E-S-T-R-O.com and use the code TMS to save 30% off. No commitment. Pause or cancel any time. But you can only save 30% with our code TMS. Do it today. Bucky Barnes, the camp's teenage mascot, exclaims, Boy, wouldn't it be great to have a guy like him around here? You are my slave. Meanwhile, back at the booth of justice.
after that whole Brian in the booth thing? I haven't referred to that yeah, in a long time. Yeah, I know. We haven't talked about the booth in a long time. Oh, my gosh. Still in a booth. We just we just don't talk about it. No, we don't talk about those times. No, it's funny, though, because in the, in the initial iteration of the show, the idea was Brian was going to be like this sort of virtual producer guy in a behind the booth that would quip and say things and do things. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I think I very quickly learned that that was dumb. Because Brian was just as good a co-host as he ever would be a guy in a booth. It didn't make any sense. So it's just naturally turned into whatever the hell this is now. Exactly. But back in the day, we we thought that was real funny. Brian in the booth. Nobody puts puts Brian in the booth. Yep. Jokes about it's not clean in there. When's the last time you cleaned the booth? and Steamy in there. or uh, Yeah. When Fletcher came in and, and subbed for me one day, we talked about the mess he left in the booth. and Times they be a changing. That's right. I actually thought about, you know, that first intertacular we did after, you did after uh, um, we started doing TMS. I thought about bringing some sort of, like, portable booth to stand in off, off the side of the stage for our live TMS. <laughs> That's awesome. That I didn't know a, that. That would have been, been a lot of work. 2011, yeah, yeah July 2011 yeah, we did that. Yeah, And remember the tadpole was, like, this little group of, like, eight psychos in the other side right. of the room? Right, exactly. Off to the side with their matching T-shirts. Yep. That would change. Before Tank Girl was there, Cleo was there. Yeah, April was there. April was there. April's also in Seattle, which is also Kevin, where this Kevin guy's won. from. But Bill just yeah. isn't thinking about danger. Bill Duran, all the way from Seattle, Washington, uh, at home, in the studio, doing his stuff, making things, coming on the show and telling us how to do it. Bill, welcome back to the show. I was there, too. Yes, you were. awesome. Yeah, you were at there. You, Noah's? Yeah. Was that at Noah's? It was at Noah's. In fact, I got to show everybody something. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, oh, my goodness. And you and Brittany were taking uh, uh, taking uh, photos of everybody, yeah. too. Like, had a little photo uh, booth set up. Not only that. Good old days. Not only that. Check this out. Bill. This is back oh, when. Oh, still have those. This is back when. I love these. I've kept them. The, the, the oh, duck yeah. one is somewhere here. But anyway, it's this big stand-up of... Uh, of this character Vince from a comic I used to do. I didn't realize that uh, Bill, you were behind those. Yeah, he totally oh, yeah. made those, and uh, he made he made it so it was like cool backdrop for the photos we took. But then he's like, "You can have these." And I remember, I remember thinking at the time, you know, Bill thinks I'm really cool. There's gonna <laughs> come a day where he's gonna realize that I'm just a piece of shit like everybody else, and he's not gonna worry about it so much. <laughs> and it's all good. I'm fine with that because it worked out in the end. But this is one of my favorite things. I keep it in the office here. Uh, one of my favorite things you ever did, yeah. So there you go. A little history with Bill. Anyway, hey, sure. Bill, welcome back to the uh, program. Uh, tell us what's going on this week in the world of the makers. We just finished up a big project. Um, we're filming the last of it today, and then I think the video for that will be out next week, which is very exciting. Mm. Uh, it's, a, like I said, big project. We're making something from Fallout, which means it has to be rusty. Well, <laughs> not everything from Fallout is rusty. But most of it is. Yeah. This this one in particular is ridiculously rusty, and we had some options. I want to talk about making rust on props. So there are many different ways to do it. There you can do faux rust. You can do real dust or dust rust. There we go. <laughs> dust, sure. We yeah. can do, we can do faux dust too. We can do real <laughs> dust if we want. All right. Uh, so anyway, like fake rust, you can, you could just paint using just normal acrylic paints, all the different colors of rust to kind of simulate it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know I've seen a lot of people who are really good at this. They just, um, you know, look at good reference photos of what real rust looks like, and they'll layer on a bunch of different colors uh, until they get it looking just right. Uh, there are a lot of other cool options out there. Um, I know a lot of model making 
uh, paints like uh, like Vallejo and um, oh uh, Citadel love, and those. Yeah, I love those guys. Yeah. yeah, they have a lot of their own paints that are meant for doing rust effects. Mm -hmm. uh, something else you can do cool that's really cool is adding some sort of grit to the paint to make it kind of chunky, mm -hmm. and then when it dries, that'll have the nice raised up texture. So some people mix in like sand or cinnamon because uh, it's the oh way interesting. Add a little bit of uh, grit to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what? It's funny. This uh, whole this whole thing reminds me. There's a, a similar challenge in two dimensional or even digital art um, mm -hmm. in painting, oil painting, acrylic or whatever. Achieving the look of rust in a you know, say you're drawing some old robot or something, or painting an old robot is hard. It's that and shiny metal. Those are like the two really tricky things to pull off at least realistically mm -hmm. or even stylistically and it's funny hearing you describe this i wish there was a digital equivalent of of cinnamon i mean there, i guess there mm -hmm. kind of is because you get lots of textured brushes and stuff but that's a challenge regardless of this being a physical thing or or right. even if it's just meant to be a, an image it's crazy when you uh when you add like let's say you add sand to your paint that sand is doing a lot of heavy lifting for you you know mm -hmm. you see that texture because shadows are cast across it and the sand is just there now so it doesn't but if you were drawing that you'd have to draw all those little shadows little speckles yeah right yeah mm -hmm. that's awesome so uh does it still smell like cinnamon when you're done um i uh i bet it does i've never tried that technique myself if I'm totally out. Because this is a yeah, this is a weird I've thing. A lot to, of good examples. This is a weird thing to say, but for some reason in my head, the world of Fallout smells like cinnamon. And I'm not kidding when I say that. I'm huh. not it's not just based on what Bill just said. I've always had the sense that if it smelled like anything, it would be bad, first of all, because there's lots of dead things and you know, mm -hmm. burned out things or whatever. But there's a if anything smells good there, it's certain spices and for some reason cinnamon just fits that world, and I don't know why. So for whatever reason, maybe. you're speaking my weird language today with yeah. this whole cinnamon business. Maybe, uh, maybe nuclear radiation smells like cinnamon. I yeah, don't know. Maybe, maybe cinnamon uh, toast. So, <laughs> so, if you want to go real crazy cool, and this is what we did on this Fallout prop, is we used real rust. Mm. And you can do this. You can DIY this. You can mix up. Um, I can't remember. You you could look it up if you want. But it's like hydrogen peroxide and vinegar and salt i think some some sort of mixture like that it will oxidize uh like iron powder really quickly hmm. so you could pick up some iron powder um you could put it like wet down the surface of your prop and just stick some iron powder on there and then spray it with this oxidizer and it'll turn it into real rust wow. um, it's like it's uh, the equivalent of going method acting right using actual of, yeah. rust to make your prop look rust rusty. absolutely yeah hmm. um the uh the way i went is a, a pre-made kit right so it's a company this one i use is called sculpt nouveau they make their own metallic bases so i used an iron base which is uh gray uh, acrylic paint with iron powder in it and i just put that wherever i wanted it to be rusty and then i sprayed it with their own oxidizer and they have a couple of different ones that kind of react to the metal differently if you want to vary it up a little bit so you can get really artistic with it so you spray it down with this oxidizer and you leave it for like half an hour and it starts to turn into real rust which is yeah you're awesome. you're literally just speeding up the process of mm -hmm. natural hmm. rust yeah that's pretty cool yeah and it's it's hard to get a look that's more legit than that even if you're really good with a paintbrush and acrylic paints the genuine article is is really good uh, you do have to spray like a clear coat over it so you're not holding a uh, a rusty prop the whole time but <laughs> well that was that really was going to be my question because because 
once you've achieved the effect, the effect that you're looking for, you want to seal that effect and mm -hmm. not have it be continual corrosion and you know that stuff gets all over your hands. Oh it, yeah, it's mm -hmm. awful and also not good for you to have in your hands. Get that stuff in yeah. your bloodstream's bad. So, so that's interesting. What do you use to seal it in? Just any kind of sealant you would use for any other paint project, or what, what do you do? Yeah, for this one, I used a matte clear acrylic spray paint, just a spray can. Mm -hmm. um, you can get a glossy one depending on the finish you want, and one or two good coats of that should keep you nice and safe. You can smell the rust if it's still not covered, like so a, you, like you a know, copper just, penny, right? Like a yeah, just, yeah. Give that prop a sniff. Yeah. If you can still smell the rust, maybe hit it with another coat, clear coat. New book, new book title, Sniff Your Props. I like it. Sniff yeah. Your Props. Yep. The Props Sniff. The Props Sniff. Give your prop a sniff. <laughs> it's like the Prop Whisperer. He's the Prop Sniffer. I like it. The yep. Prop Sniffer. There we go. Sure. Perfect. All right. Nice. Uh, real rust, everybody. Uh, can you achieve, sorry, little side question. Is it possible to achieve some of the rust effects like, um, like an old car in the sun in a ravine somewhere? the rust is different than just say a, a pipe because you've perhaps the car was blue and that enamel paint over time uh, is part of the rust. And so you end up with this kind of more rainbowy effect and mm -hmm. less just, you know, br brown red. Um, I mean, can you achieve those kinds of effects as well? Or, or, or yeah. are you just aiming for, for the brown red of typical rust? There's a, what's cool is this particular brand that I use, they have many different, coatings they're mm -hmm. metallic paints so there is uh, different iron ones different copper bronze different metallic coatings and then they have all these different uh oxidizers that are meant to do different things and once you start mixing and matching those you can get a lot of different really interesting and specific effects mm -hmm. uh, and you can layer them with normal paint to get that sort of paint chipping that you were talking about uh, once you start layering paints like that the uh the results are limitless. It's pretty cool. Nice. Well, I can't wait to see this project. Uh, you say the video post when? Next uh, Monday in less than a week. Ah, oh, very we cool. Go. So we'll get to we'll get to talk about the final product uh, yes. on Tuesday. Yeah, that'll be awesome. All right. Uh, well, in the meantime, you often leave us with a, a secondary item, something to look at, someone else to check out. What do you got? I do. I've talked about this guy before. Uh, Pablo. Last name is Simadevela. C i m e d e v e l a. He makes rings, and he made a ring out of a hex nut, this big hex nut, and uh, it's awesome. Hex nut, like wow. a, a, I didn't know that's what that was called, a hex yeah. nut. Okay. Everyone, nut with six sides. Everyone knows but me. hexagonal. Because it's hexagonal, yeah. I, 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 for some reason, I just thought it was a nut. Have you ever <laughs> set foot in a Home Depot, Scott? I have, <laughs> but I don't like to spend much time there, turns out. <laughs> So he takes a hex nut, makes a ring out of it, and we all look dumb because this is cooler than anything we could ever do, is what you're saying. Yeah. Also, he films all of this himself, edits it all himself. And if you watch the video fully, you'll find out that he's in a wheelchair. So none of us have any excuse, any excuses left. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Not only that, yeah. he uh, was he do like a little gimbal thing where his camera slides past him and stuff? Yeah, oh, he probably yeah. has like a little electric slider or something. Yeah. That's so huh. cool. He also beautifully really cool. films this. Like this is like yeah. cinematic quality. Like I don't know. I don't know what to call this. It's yeah. really nice though. This is amazing though. That like I'm I'm kind of you know jumping ahead and uh, I'll agree on the beautiful shot work. But just how this thing is uh, rounded and beautiful and polished and amazing. This is oh, so yeah. cool. Oh, and there's a little screw. <laughs> so it's screwed. The the ring is screwed to the. Uh, or the, the prongs 
that hold the diamond are screwed to the regular part of the ring. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh, dude, my dad would love this if he was around. So when he was, when he got engaged to my mom, instead of getting a traditional engagement ring, he bought a, or he he took an old Seven Up bottle. Uh, Bill would love this actually because it's very yeah. makery. But he took a Seven Up bottle and made the ring part. Uh, I don't remember how he did it, but he somehow carved it out to make the ring part out of the the green part of the bottle. And then, so that it would fit on her finger. And then on top, he mounted a diamond-looking chunk of the white part of a of another 7-Up bottle so that it looked like a diamond and gave huh. that to my mom as an engagement ring because A, he was creative, and B, he was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my sister still has it, and it's like the coolest thing. So That's cool. Anyway. Oh, he actually welded it. Okay, that's better. He welded one to the other. This is so cool. Yeah, this is to, just amazing. I have to follow this channel. I like his little. And there's a dog in the background too. Just, just a random shot of uh, of his dog walking around behind him. He has cool hair. All right. Yeah. Usually don't talk about our people's hair, but I like his hair. Anyway, Bill Duran, everybody, he has good hair as well. You can check him out at punishprops.com, his channel on YouTube, of course, and as always here on Tuesdays to talk about this cool stuff. Bill, have mm -hmm. a fantastic week, sir. Bye bye. Bye. See ya. Wow. How do I hang up on him? There he goes. Uh, once again, Pablo Cima de Vila. Yeah, he's cool. He's got this salt and pepper long hair. Mm -hmm. and he just looks like a guy you want to hang out with and talk to. That's pretty badass. All uh, right. There you go. Cadaver uh, says the same thing in the chat. He carved something out of wood. And he says, it was because I was crafty and broke. I have no problem with that. You know what? Would Wendy mm -hmm. and me and, and the kids care at all that my dad's ring if it was, would we care at all about this ring if it was a normal, traditional, bought it at Zales kind of ring? No, we would not no. care about that. We actually think it's cool because it's this homemade Seven Up bottle, it's made thing. out of a hex nut or a Seven Up bottle or whatever. Yeah. Right, or whatever it is. Like that's so much yeah, cooler. Carved out of wood. It is very cool. So much cooler. All right, just in time. I don't know why we don't call it that. We call it jury duty, but. Justin, right. just, just in time, in time pretty feels good. like such an overused pun. Is it though? Isn't it? All right, maybe you're right. I don't know. Maybe I don't look. I don't want to. I don't want to. Justin the Nick of Time. There you go, Nick of Time. These are their stories. No, no, diddly, diddly. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Justin Robert Young joining us as he does every Tuesday. Sometimes we talk about politics, sometimes movies, sometimes all sorts of stuff. We really don't have any rules here, but uh, he's here today, and we're going to talk about something very specific. About no rules, no just right. no rules, just Justin's non. No rules, Justin. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, you're quiet, and I don't know why. I have you a full well, blast here. I can here. tear myself up. How uh, about that? Yeah, baby. Mm. Much better. That it? Nice a little bit more, a tiny bit more. Up. It's a little, a little more. bit more. There you go. A little bit more, huh? You yeah. want a little bit more? I like, okay, cool. I, I like where you're at. Uh, that's pretty good. So uh, you, you and I were chatting on a, on a text, and we were talking about what we do today. It's other stuff, and we thought, well, the only real major thing in my head is he got these uh, this actual Mueller uh, thing coming up where he's going to testify in front of Congress. And we can do a real quick thing on that if you want. Yeah, I guess I just want to know uh, maybe your brief expectations for that in terms of, like, one piece of the story is that the Department of Justice uh, apparently uh, have had multiple discussions with him about how he needs to stick to his report and nothing else, which... Uh, Seems weird because he doesn't get to really control that. They're they're gonna ask whatever questions they're gonna ask. Well, that's and then, also been his thing. Yeah, like his statement was, "I don't want to testify because the report is my testimony." Right. So now he's gonna come there. So it it, it 
I don't know. Look, he's a by the book guy. Uh, to be totally honest, I am just really looking forward to, you know, what I've said in the newsletter and on the podcast was by Friday. Remember that Iron Man cover that, you know, by the morning he'll either be sober or dead. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Demon model thing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I kind of feel like this week is, is like by Friday, uh, uh, Donald Trump will either be on the road to impeachment or this Mueller thing will be done. And we will know that, like, because this is the echo of the echo of the echo. We have this gigantic, uh, 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 you know, the heat of all the media, the heat of uh, this unlimited funded uh, report or investigation by somebody that, in general, most people could understand as as a, a trustworthy figure. And then the report comes out. Take what you will from the report, right? I'm not saying whether or not it, uh, it seemed to damper some of the collusion stuff, but certainly left some doors open in terms of the, uh, uh, you know, conflict of interest or the, uh, whatever the other thing is. Whatever, <laughs> whatever that about. fourth or fifth what thing was. It? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. The other thing, the like you're, you're obstructing justice. That's it. Yeah. But it's like, we haven't had, you know, the, the, uh, Pelosi and the democratic led house hasn't had an appetite to impeach him. So it's like, all right. Let's try to start this car one more time. Let's have Mueller come out one more time. We'll turn the key and we'll see if anything happens. And my guess is no. And my guess is that by Friday, this will kind of officially be done. Mm. This will be over. We can focus on 2020. Yeah, I have a feeling you're right. Um, well, it'll be interesting. I, I never heard that guy talk. I know he was, you know, FBI director under mm -hmm. Bush for a while and then uh, I don't know if it was part of Obama or not. I don't remember if he hung around. He's, he's going to open his mouth and be, all right, so yeah. um, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about my report real quick. That's uh, what I was going to well, say. He, he I don't... just gave a statement like in May. Yeah. I was in Italy. Yeah, he I was, did. I was, in, I was in Palermo, Sicilia, yeah. as uh, sitting, at a, sitting at a bar, and I uh, could not get good enough internet to watch it. So I just sat in my Discord, and I made people just repeat things that were happening. Yeah, I've just never heard him talk. And everything I've only I've only read stuff. So uh, if I see any of this, I just <laughs> think of just like Brian, like what's that voice going to be? Because in my head, it's very different than I'm sure it is. Uh, anyway, we'll see how that all goes. But Wait instead of hold on. Wait a minute. You've never heard him talk. You spent so much time <laughs> complaining about politics online. And never, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's spoken publicly before. I've never, never heard, heard him, him talk. No, not even back when he was just, you know, a government DOJ guy. Like, I've never heard the guy speak. Not once. I don't know why. So do you read anything other than headlines? Do no, you just read headlines I read no. and yell about it on the internet. Are his voice? You're saying his voice is in articles that I've read? Like, what do you mean by no, that? No, I'm saying that that we live in a multimedia society where things are are, are available. In fact, uh, because of the pivot to video, almost every single article has an autoplay video that has, uh, uh, you know, when people were covering his statement, which was like a month and a half ago, that you might have heard it. So a month and a half ago, he like got up and audibly said things because I don't remember. Yes. That. Yeah, I don't remember that. I didn't hear it. I think I remember the thing and saw the the words, but I just read like transcripts and stuff. I never actually saw. You it. said the words, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, for all I know, he talks like Bugs Bunny. I have zero idea, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. It's just, it's just so funny that that's where you go, <laughs> and I've never heard Mueller speak. I haven't. Although to be honest, that's probably the most refreshing take on this because I I am definitely very bearish on the idea that anything will change in terms of the push it'll probably just be a lot of nothing um i mean 
Other than, the, you know what it will do? It'll expose how many people in Congress, both Democrat and Republican, haven't actually read the report. That That's what I expect out of this. Because there's a lot of them that just straight up don't read that big, thick thing. And, and many have admitted it. They're like, no, I haven't really read it, but I know what's in there. Like, that kind of stuff, uh, rhetoric has been going around for a long time since it was published. So my guess is there's going to be a lot of awkward questions that are, like, totally in print already in the report that they would have known was there had they read it. And that's going to be kind of funny to see that happen but well uh, that's that's the thing is there's definitely a um there's there's definitely a part of this that there there is there's a theory out there a theory of mine that the reason why we have we have not had more of a vociferous impeachment push is because not enough people have read the Mueller report um which seems a little silly to me mm-hmm. because I don't think that what we have had less of in this entire thing is media coverage. I feel like <laughs> like we've certain this has been covered about as well as anything has been covered in political history. I think you're right uh, about all that. So we'll see how it goes. Instead, and maybe not well, but 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 voluminously. You're before, right. Yeah. Before I claimed for that. No, I just there's just been a lot of coverage. Yeah, well, you're not talking about the quality of the coverage. You're talking. I'm about saying the, a hefty, a hefty word count. The volume of coverage is what we're getting. At. It has been voluminous. Yes. Yeah. Which is a great take on the word. All right. Hey, let's get into this thing you're doing on PX3, which is a yeah interesting little. Oh, wait, no, I have a I have a sounder. For this. Oh, you do? Sweet. Yeah, we're Ooh. celebrating on PX3 this week. Um, let's hear it. Because, wait, hold on. I should have had it ready, but I didn't. Here we go. That's how we do things here. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Jesus is the one. It's God's week. He's the one. <laughs> if it ain't about Jesus, I'm going to hit you with this cane. There we go. Wow. It auto played. There we like, go. It's uh, God week. I, I, wow. see, I see the quality of your uh, sounders has remained very consistent over the years. <laughs> well, that was a lot like our old Game of Thrones thing. But anyway, uh, so that's what you're going to do. Tell me, I guess, explain that. What's the plan? Uh, well, we're just talking about God, man. We're talking a lot about God this week. So uh, we have a great interview going up uh, today with a, uh, a chair at the uh, USC's journalism school talking about how uh, politics and religion have interplayed throughout history. And then we go through how uh, the 2020 Democrats uh, individually kind of handle their religious messages uh, from, uh, uh, you know, either downplaying it or playing uh, uh, up certain themes to certain communities. I think it's a great interview. I think a lot of people will really dig it. And then on the main show, I'm doing uh, uh, what everybody has has wanted, but nobody has had the balls to rank top five U.S. presidents based on God's love. Who loved God the most? Oh, my gosh. We're going to rank them five through one. Can I guess at any of them or is that I don't want to blow anything for you in terms of. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no. no. Give me give me your guesses because I actually haven't finalized yet. So I'm still I'm still in the formation phase of who's going to get that number one spot. So who's claiming the most divine help or and or devotion or any of that? Like, it's just kind of I'm going I'm going by who loves God the most. That's that's what I'm going on. Who like if we were to measure their love for God 
And I'm gonna I'm gonna say and, it would be any religion, but let's be honest, we, we've pretty much only had yeah. either. <laughs> like you know, if you're really really into God, you're probably evangelical if you made it to the White House. So uh, I mean, Pence uh, feels like the obvious uh, current number one choice. Well, he's but not he's president. Not though. President. Yeah. Unless oh, we're only reading, going. We're only going. You're reading presidents. the impeachment and removal fanfic. Right? <laughs> <laughs> reading it, he couldn't have been writing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. So just, just presidents, just presidents. yeah. Because I could have given you could have given if it was VPs. Uh, who was the guy that ran with Bush uh, Senior? It was um, everyone made fun of him because he spelled everything wrong. Dan oh, Quayle. Uh, Dan Quayle? Quayle, yeah. Dan Quayle was pretty religious, but he never spelled got president. So wrong. Spelled potatoes wrong, and nobody will ever live that. Let him forget about oh, it. Oh no, dude. We now live in a time where he's he's. The least, I mean, right, whatever. I know, I if know. we're talking about people's typos, I mean, good lord, yeah. we're done. Right, that era's well, over. Come on, he, he was correcting a child who was right. Like that, I feel that's like right, that's yeah. still today. That would be a huge thing. Although you do bring up an interesting concept of whether or not that would be a bigger or smaller scandal. Like, would it be something mm -hmm. that would become a meme for all times because now we would be able to remix it and make it into all different things or yeah. would it just be another drip in the ever gushing rapids of content it's also really strangely bipolar now because um you have a sitting president who's has you know multiple credible claims of rape against him and then you've got joe biden kissing his granddaughter and that's if if anything more controversial than the news that the most recent rape allegation got like we live in a weird time it's like mm -hmm. if trump does it or if whoever's in power does it maybe it's I don't, a, think, I don't think that that i mean like that was like some stuff on twitter but i don't think it got the kind of coverage i mean that lady was on cnn it's like you know although her testimony on cnn i think did a lot to kind of tamp down how much we were talking about her claim maybe i don't know i didn't see it um, yeah, but I mean, she said that like she doesn't consider it rape because rape can be sexy. Like there were some there was she she had some weird stuff. Going uh, well, okay, but all that being said, I guess what I'm saying is they're worried that um, I don't know some somebody blows something up. Like, can you believe AOC said this thing about Republicans? How offensive! And then it's it's ridiculous is what i'm saying i guess i'm i guess what i'm saying is it's there's no there's no semblance of like normalcy to any of this if you're on the one hand it's not controversial to uh tell tell a black woman or a, a woman of color in congress to go home to where she came from but it is controversial to uh, kiss your granddaughter it's just I, a man, odd if thing. you're looking for moral equivalency on twitter like you are just walking into a hall of mirrors blindfolded like i have i have no idea what you're looking for in terms of like balancing and weighing i mean because we don't even see the totality of twitter like it's not like we even see like like a a, a word count of like uh, uh oh how many people are saying this how many people are saying that we see what we see we see our self-selected thing and and we get angry about it we move on can we talk about jesus yeah that's what i wanted to do you kept you kept saying wait a minute wait a minute tell me no, about this I was thing just saying, all i was saying was that whether or not potato would be a big meme thing you're the one oh, who right. brought it into rape no it's because the the conversation continued so i moved from potato to rape. No, you continued it. I was like, I wonder if they would remix the potato clip with like a bunch of like some silly hip hop stuff or if it would be like a Drake meme or something. Whatever. And you're like, I don't know. Let's talk about this rape allegation. I though. was all ready to go to the Jesus and you went, wait, 
wait a minute, wait a minute. And we backed the truck up. The only thing missing was the beeps. I was just talking about the potato thing. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> well, yes, you were. All right, tell me about Okay, we're going to make some guesses. That's what we're doing is guesses. Yes, guess. All right, Jeez. all right. Uh, I'm going with... Um, uh, uh, I think Lyndon Johnson's up there. He did. He Lyndon did a lot of Johnson. Why would you say LBJ? He did a lot of God talk. It feels like I watched a recent documentary, so it's fresh in my head. He was he was always invoking the the Almighty all the time. I remember the Bush Junior. Bush the Junior was uh, W W is on. He is on my short list. Yeah. Uh, w would be probably uh, uh, the the person who brought. You know, evangelical politics. Well, I mean, there's one that I don't want to get to because I think he, he is my likely number one. But uh, uh, W certainly more recently had he had the story, right? Like he mm -hmm. had the uh, he was a drunk. His life was on the rocks. And, you know, he, right. he meets his wife or his, you know, would be wife. And she's like, either you get clean and find the Lord or we're done. And then, you know, within. 15 years he's governor of texas and president and so like that is something that uh he was very open about he talked very openly about and so that was certainly an evangelical message that is that is a message of redemption and salvation through the lord jesus christ okay how about uh reagan how, how where's he up there because he did a lot of god talking i don't really have reagan up there like i mean again uh, there is certainly a line for which every president talks about God, but like, I don't think that Reagan, Reagan's not on my, he's not on my short list right now on, on, on whether or not he loved God the most. I mean, come on, can an actor really be on the top five loving <laughs> God the most? I mean, they're lying to their fellow man. What are they doing? <laughs> on a regular yeah. basis. Uh, who else then? Let's see. I mean, the, the, the chat room is uh, pushing for Carter. Uh, being up there, is he on the I'm short list? Also, know. I'm going to let you know. I'm going to tip a little right here, just for the for, for, for the for the TMS faithful. Unless I find some crazy stuff that I was not aware of between right now and tomorrow, mm -hmm. Carter's my number one. Oh, mm -hmm. interesting. Carter was a door to door evangelical Sunday school teacher, taught Sunday school oh, in the White right. House. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. Uh, uh I mean. You know, for for everybody who's like, oh, you know, uh, uh, W was really, you know, brought in this religious element. Uh, you know, it's like, man, imagine if he taught Sunday school in the White House. <laughs> like, that would be something that would have been that would have been a really, really big deal. And people kind of forget about that with Carter. Uh, but there's a lot of good uh, uh, discussion about Carter on the on the interview today, and that's what kind of led me down this this path of like, hmm, I wonder if there would be an interesting discussion of of who. Who loved God the most? Yeah. Well, and by the way, yeah, Penny, Penny pointing out in the chat room that uh, he he teach he te he still teaches Sunday school. Yeah, it tends to. I mean, in my mind, he also sort of walks the walk. He's not. He's not just like the, you can hear a lot of this stuff on on mic and on stage and on podium. That guy seems to be just always like doing it. Uh, he's you know building houses for whole old people he's mm -hmm. teaching sunday school on sundays yeah, for humanity yeah i'm mm -hmm. not saying all that i'm not up or downing that one way or the other i'm just saying if you're gonna if you're gonna give a guy the top spot probably helps that he seems to be actively engaged in it constantly and that's probably i think he's probably i would put him at number one also i can't think of anybody else who does that or has done that 
Um, let's see. As far as like, there's got to be some oldies in there, right? Though you got some like founding father level dudes or something that, you know. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, you hear all the phrases of a forgotten country and all that stuff, and but I can't think of sure. which which older presidents kind of really pushed that. So uh, I got James Madison on my short list. I got a Blinken on my short list. Oh, really? I got I got William McKinley on my short list, but I don't know what the rankings are going to be. Uh, we're going back, and I don't we're know them back. at all. I don't know jack about those guys. Well, you mm. want to know what you're going to learn a lot. Well, that, that's, learn a that's lot what it sounds like. The PX3 show on Wednesday, but let me ask you this because this is a conversation that I had with myself while I was doing the PX3 extra on Monday, mm-hmm. uh, thinking about modern religious presidents, right? And I got to thinking about uh you know Mitt Romney's run and I think I, I never really felt like he was able to have his moment discussing his faith without kind of like half politically shielding it mm-hmm. you know I, I just I never really felt right. like he was able to kind of do that he never had his moment uh, uh like Kennedy did with Catholicism or you know with with Obama on race it's like nothing nothing that you should be ashamed of obviously but it's something that does uh it can, would benefit you if you could explain it to the wider audience that might have preconceived notions that are harmful yeah I mean there's there's a um certainly a percentage of the uh the population that we would be turned off by a religious president and would not vote just based on that that alone yeah but in this case this is this what that boiled down to in my opinion was he correctly or not felt it was politically expedient to not get too much into his mormon faith because it is especially on the evangelical side a lot of those folks are raised to just think that mormons are horrible and don't go near them so there was already a lot of criticism in that regard i think ted cruz was saying some little sneaky stuff like nobody nobody wanted uh how do i put this he doesn't he didn't want to lean into it and i think it was a mistake i think he should have leaned into it as much as I any other president you. does yeah he just leaned into it you know because warts and all just like take it own it you know and well just explain what it means to you and also there's you know i was talking about this on the show that like if you were to ask mormons and evangelicals like uh, all right, one out of ten. How much of a role does faith play in your life? Like, probably be pretty high. How much would you like the lessons you have learned in your faith to be reflected in the government that that uh, guides us? Probably be uh, pretty high. And then if they found out that, like, or the evangelicals found out that it's like the Mormons had the same number, they'd be like, oh no, except except for them. Don't like them. <laughs> it's, it's so weird how in society, uh, like often breeds the most resentment yeah it's know? almost like uh it's almost like we're tribal at na- in nature and we're terrible at this it's possible but yeah but but the tribes that are closest together you have the most friction with like if you tell somebody from south carolina like oh i thought that uh, uh charleston was in montana they'd be like whatever that's kind of stupid if you said oh charleston's in north carolina they'd be like i'm gonna kill you that's ridiculous <laughs> uh, like, oh my god would you say that and it's like dude your states are both named carolina like yeah. it's just easy to mix it up yeah yeah uh, i mean I, I guess i'm not as surprised because the further away from you are the less you see each other as a threat the closer you are you see each other as rivals and i, mm-hmm. I think that's what it is it's like you know if you you and some other kid in school are really good quarterbacks and it comes down to just one coach with a final vote about who gets it 
that's 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 real rivalry. That's rough stuff, and you got people on both sides yelling at each other. I think that's that's worse when you're closer than it is. It seems it seems like it shouldn't be. It should be the opposite. It's like oh, we're all in the same boat. Let's go. Let's uh, we're doing good here. But I think it's sadly, I think that's just how people are. You know, closer mm-hmm. you are to whatever. Like if there was, if you were, um, oh, that's a bad example, but I, I, I think that makes my point. It's just, I think the closer you are to this stuff, you, the closer you are to being the same. And then you don't like it that the other guy's getting more press than you or more parishioners than you or more money than you or the more whatever. So I don't know. I don't know why he didn't lean into it though. I think it would have benefited his campaign if, if he had. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why I, I spent so much time thinking about Mitt Romney's failed attempt at the presidency in 2012. But uh, uh, I, I do agree. I think that there's there's plenty of ways that you can because I think I don't know. He, he he tried to take the tact of just saying like, oh, I'm a Christian and don't ask any more questions. Yeah, because that's where mm-hmm. that's where it ends. Yep. We're just both. Hey, we're all a bunch of Christians here. Am I right? Yeah. OK, yeah. moving on. That won't work for. Southern Baptists alone will, that's not enough for them. <laughs> I've been through this. I know what that's like, so I get it. But he should have just owned it, and it's unfortunate, but I'm not sure that would have won it for him. I don't know. Probably not. He's just, you know. No, I mean, I think he would have, uh, you know, again, he was running against an incumbent president. Incumbent presidents are hard to beat when the economy's good, so uh, I think he was he was running uphill no matter what. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, uh, I don't know. Any any other thoughts on God? Tell uh, me all your thoughts on God. Because <laughs> you'd really like to meet him. Yeah, yeah, really like to meet him. I don't. I mean, Trump's not on your list, right? I know he waves the Bible around and pretends like he cares, but he he's it's no. He does. He's not on there. <laughs> no. I yeah. mean, look, Donald Trump is kind of an example of where we are right now. I mean, uh, uh, in terms of the relationship, and really, that would be the reason why you would you would say that Mitt Romney should have leaned into not only uh, uh, connecting on the moment on on the things that he had in common with the evangelical community but uh, what Trump cracked was like it doesn't really matter as long as you're attacking the enemies of the evangelical community or mm. at least the perceived enemies of the evangelical community and that's what Trump figured out and so it didn't matter how many times he got up at Liberty University and talked about how two Corinthians was his favorite uh a Bible verse or whatever like look evangelicals know that he's not exactly up on his scripture but as long as he is their flaming sword uh, against the people that they see as uh, larger enemies then they don't care that they're voting for a, somebody who has made his entire brand on being like a literal Bible villain it's funny you guys said um, or the, the way you said that about the flaming sword thing is funny because this came up in a conversation Carter and I were having when we watched Good Omens, which we really enjoyed. That show's yeah. fantastic. Um, and Man, uh, got a little annoying for me, but I enjoyed. I, I, I let me put it this way: every time that uh, uh, the two, the angel and the demon, were on screen, I really had a good time. Yeah, and, that's the best bits. Yeah. And the, the 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 three episodes we spent in the woods where none of the characters made any kind of uh, character development and every once in a while CGI eyes would show up uh, were my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll give you that. The kids, yeah. I'll All give right. you that. The books sure. the books are better overall experience in that regard. But I but I like those two so much that it was hard for me not to enjoy myself. It was a little torchwoody. I mean, I have other complaints about the way BBC TV shows look and feel and they seem a little low rent sometimes and stuff like that, but Overall, I really enjoyed it, and there was a scene early on uh, where the flaming sword is 
put in front of the garden to keep everybody out now or whatever it was. Yeah. And um, I think Carter's the one that said it. She goes, that's like Trump. I said, what do you mean? It's just a dumb sword with, and it's on fire all the time. But religious people can use it to block stuff out. I think is kind of her, I'm paraphrasing. But she basically made this comment about that sword is, is it doesn't matter if the sword is good or bad or or a, a piece of shit. It just needs to be on fire and in the way. Oh, it's a symbol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just needs to be in the way and on fire, and that's good enough of a tool for religious folks or maybe even, you know, like we were finding all these weird, like we were finding all these weird parallels of, you know, between uh, Zerothel and, uh, I forgot his name, Crowley, Crowley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this, that came up, and I thought it was kind of a wise thing to say. And then you brought it up today, and I went, "Oh yeah, that thing we were talking about." So yeah, like that's yeah, it's. No, an- I, I I think that that's a very astute observation by Carter because uh, politically, look, there is an element, there are many elements of society on uh, uh, of you know all throughout the political spectrum that uh, believe that we are at a crisis point, right? And uh, evangelicals can often uh, uh, fit into that. And so who appeals most to those that are in crisis? The, the fast actors, the, the people that are doing it now, that are doing it harder, that are doing it faster. And so if we are, you know, uh, past, you know, uh, uh, 25, 30 years past the kind of like silent majority and the moral majority and everything, and uh, the candidates that have been produced have been very well-meaning, very pious, but uh, low on the effective rate uh, than who seems more attractive. You know, the the person that is jumping up and down and saying uh, uh, this is going to change right now and this needs to change right now because our country's falling apart. Right. Uh, my own opinion is I like presidents that steer away from mixing religion with state. That's I'm a huge fan of this is just Scott and this is nobody else and I'm not looking for a fight. I'm just saying that whole church and state separation thing is feels really important to me and always has. And it was plugged into me very early in life that that's a thing that you should always you know, strive to support. So I like it when that happens. When people start pulling out their verses or pulling out their, you know, platitudes, uh, churchy platitudes at a pulpit, I immediately don't trust whoever that is. Not that it makes any difference in our current political climate, but that's where my head's at usually. I usually hate that. Brian, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. not. Yeah, I would say personally, not a big fan myself. I, I don't know if that communicates to me as a citizen or a voter, <laughs> knowing uh, uh, more about the Bible than than I do. Because you want to know what? I probably know more about the Watchmen comic. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that new trailer for the TV thing? Oh. Uh, Yes, I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm in for any Watchmen thing. So, uh, Watchmen's the best. I love Watchmen. It's a book that I feel like, unlike mo- many of the things that I fell in love with in my teens, uh, actually holds up and and becomes more rich and rad each time I read it. Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I like the fact that they've skipped forward. Uh, but the problem with trying to overlay modern politics on the Watchmen is that Alan Moore's a crazy person. And so, <laughs> like, he doesn't have, like, the same political uh, compass that 
we would, right? That, that, that an average person would. So it's like, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. Uh, uh, but, but the stuff that makes me the most, you know, wincy is, is some of the, uh, uh, Rorschach stuff because Rorschach is the most fascinating character in that book. And he's mm-hmm. fascinating because he's kind of crazy and wrong. And yet in a world that is being hoodwinked, he's the only one that sees the truth. Yeah. You hear about him. Uh, uh, he's finally retiring from comics. He says this is, breaking news last week alan moore yeah i thought it was done i thought hasn't he, was he done long... this before like hasn't he <laughs> yes that's the thing i brian you're yeah. totally right like he is i think he said on multiple occasions i'm done and then this thing comes out he says i'm officially retiring from comic book writing and i went really i guess i'm officially retiring from what i can remember because uh, i don't remember this it's very I mean, weird like how does that work though? He doesn't work at the post office, right? A publisher like pulls up to his, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, pulls up to his house in whatever English countryside. He takes off his snake magic rings so he can shake their hands, and then they say, "Here's a gigantic amount of money, and we don't care when you turn it in or what it says." And he's like, "Let me uh, think." Okay, sure. It scribbles whatever down and puts it out. Like he's just a legend. So if if I don't know, hopefully it's not a health thing. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, he is. Uh, uh, if he wants to live forever, uh, you know, uh, conjuring, then uh, uh, good on him. Yeah, good luck to him. I say he's made some amazing content in the world. Uh, even though you're a little bit of a wackadoo, we love you, buddy. We love you. No, he's rad. Uh, Justin, it's been a pleasure. So this is Wednesday that you're doing this uh, uh, this public service of, of who's the most godly president we ever had. We're ranking them. We're ranking them. Ranking them uh, up. Uh, a one through five, the most godly. Uh, uh, who loved God the most? We are we're we're putting that up there. That is on PX3 Prime on Wednesday, and then today we're doing the interview uh, about just religion and politics through the uh, through the lens of history and going through all of the 2020 candidates that you would care to hear about, including Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg being a gay candidate that is leaning more than any of the other Democrats into his faith, talks more openly about his faith, uh, uh, how Bernie Sanders handles being both uh, uh, an atheist currently and of uh, a Jewish heritage and Jewish culture. Uh, uh, and then, of course, Marianne Williamson, who is leaning into a far more spiritual element of uh, Christianity, but it's something that is rooted in faith uh, nonetheless. So uh, I think it's a an awesome interview, uh, and I can't wait for people to hear it. All right. People should check it out. Uh, tell them where they can get it and um, anywhere else you want to uh, plug today. You know, go ahead on over. Uh, PoliticsPoliticsPolitics.com had been a uh, just a place where I would upload the... Uh, podcast, but now I'm actually posting. I'm doing a little bit of blogging these days, uh, uh, posting some YouTube videos up there. So that's pretty cool. And then, uh, uh, of course, on all the podcasting platforms that you already enjoy, you can find Politics, Politics, Politics by Justin Robert Young. Well, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin R. Young on Twitter. Stay out of trouble. See you, gerbs. Wait, yep. back it up. Just kidding. I hang up on him. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I mean, you heard him say that, right? He pulled me back. <laughs> To get started again. I was done. I was moving on. Yes. Right. All right. Uh, Welcome back to the show. We're done with Justin. And now we move on to nothing else. 
I mean, nothing I, else. I we, got some emails. I should read this. Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me read a quick feels email. Like, yeah, it feels just, yeah, right? Like, you don't want to just end on that. Yeah, you got to you gotta finish with something like this. Uh, here we go. Uh, TMS. Uh, hold on, hold on. Sorry, everybody. Okay, that's, uh, oh, that's for T TWBD. I have a couple of these I pulled out for a reason. Oh, here we go. Um, there, well, I want it open. There we go. Nope, it didn't work. Okay, well, this has gone great. Oh, there it is. I found it. <laughs> this was sent in by a listener who stayed anonymous, and they wanted me to know about this link, which was this. Did you know that you can rent the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile on Airbnb this summer only? Did you know that, Brian? I did not know that. I remember when they were looking for a driver about a year ago, we were talking about on the show and how fun that would be to be the driver, but you can actually stay in the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile? Yes, and here's the link. I uh, put it in the chat just now. Click that. Okay. And look at these that. Pinterest now images. That I, look at that. That would be awesome. But you don't get to drive it, right? You just get to sleep in it. I believe you do not get to drive it, as my understanding. It's funny. I asked that question, and the that's exactly what it says underneath the headline. No, you oh. can't drive it. You can only sleep in it, like <laughs> verbatim. It says, uh, let's see. Let me get this screen up here. Um, it says that dreams can come in all shapes and, shapes and sizes. Sometimes that shape is a giant hot dog. Uh, this summer, Oscar Mayer is helping people make dreams come true for some lucky hot dog lovers by the first time ever, letting people book a one-night stay. That's all you can do is one night in the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile on Airbnb. Uh, these images show you that it's got some pretty good amenities. Um, says it is a one-bed, one-bathroom traveling giant hot dog Then accommodates two guests at a time and will be available in Chicago on the nights of August 1st and 2nd and 3rd. Which also happens to be Lollapalooza weekend, so that's kind of cool. Oh, gosh. That's going to smell wonderful in there. Think of the debauchery that'll happen in the Wienermobile. Yeah, right. I just I just banged a girl I met at the concert in a Wienermobile. Yep, yep. Uh, it was new meaning to Wienermobile. It says um, this is going <laughs> to so charge, they're going to charge you 136 bucks, by the way, for the for a night. That's what you'll pay. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of bummed. I, I was like hoping that this is when it travels across the country, you get to... Uh, rent it for the night that it's in your town. So when it comes to Denver, I mm -hmm. would, you know. Well, maybe I they would, uh, they don't say, but maybe they will. Um, it looks like it's just saying August 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Okay. Um, and there are only one of these? Is that all that ever exists? Is this single Oscar Mayer Wienermobile? And this is all they've ever made, I guess? I don't know. Well, that's a good question. Because if there uh, there's got to be more than one. Yeah, there's got to be more than one. Now, there, yeah. uh, the, this, this video is showing them give people hot dogs out the door but i guess i don't think you'd be responsible for, <laughs> for feeding the, the unwashed masses at Lollapalooza. can you imagine uh, they make you okay one of the are, deals you're gonna, you're gonna pay 136 bucks and you have to feed people <laughs> when somebody comes up you have to give them a hot dog yeah that's yeah, nutty no, thanks that's pretty nutty anyway thanks for that one we appreciate yeah. it it's gonna do no, it for the I show would totally, i would totally do that if it came through denver and Oh, yeah, you just, just to get, I mean, even just to talk about just it do here. do a live TMS from the Wienermobile. Oh, Come on. Oh, my Lord. Don't get me, don't get me excited. Yeah. Don't get me excited. All right, we're going to take, uh, <laughs> oh, they say they have six. Uh, new hired hot doggers. Okay, they have six of these cars. Six uh, Wienermobiles. Yeah, okay. traveling around the country, according to DJ Stengel, who uh, is always spinning the hits, dropping the beats. <laughs> 
We're going All to right. uh, take our leave. I want to send our appreciation out to everybody who is supporting us on Patreon. We're nearing the end of the month. If you haven't joined up, it's a great time to do it over at patreon.com slash TMS. Help the show survive and thrive. It pays our bills and it makes it possible for us to donate so much time every day, uh, five days a week to this enterprise and this ordeal. So please check it out over there, patreon.com slash TMS. And if you're looking for ways to contact us, looking for phone numbers, Twitter accounts, Reddit pages, all that stuff, you can find it at frogpants.com slash TMS, including our, uh, hey, uh, if you're up to 200 episodes caught up and you're like, I want to hear everything all the way back to the first show, mm. there's a link for that feed. It's available and all of the archives are there. Just got to go uh, put put that in your player, whatever podcast player you're using, and boom, you're in. That's your over. iPod Touch. That's right. If you're still using one, I guess those are still your out creative there. jukebox nomad. Your your what was the chocolate covered? Uh, oh, the one looked like a Toblerone the, shape. The Zune. Who made the Zune? Oh yeah, your Zune. Oh yeah, yeah, that was the chocolate covered one. I'm thinking of the one that was Toblerone shape, like it was the. Oh right, the triangle. little. Uh, ch- uh, yeah, they were yeah. actually a whole bunch of those started to exist, but the first design was that Korean company. Um, it was a rage for a while. People were into it really that was. thing. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. Anyway, Brian still has the chocolate Zune. I do. Yeah, I do. Thanks to a listener who gave it to me. I don't have it behind me anymore because I'm. I'm 3D printing a Star Lord helmet, and I'm gonna actually mount the the Zune in front of it, constantly playing 70s hits. That's... And you can walk up, plug up, plug a pair of headphones. Actually, there'll probably be a pair, a pair of headphones plugged in, and you just put the headphones on and listen to 70s hits whenever you want. That's the coolest thing I've heard all day. Right <laughs> that sounds awesome. Anyway, that's gonna do it for us. We should play a song. Speaking of music, what do you have? Yeah, uh, Stuart Cooper wrote in and said, Before our wedding, my wife Natalie and I couldn't agree on whose version of For Once in My Life was better. I preferred Stevie Wonder's fresh, optimistic version, while she preferred the bloated bombast of Michael Buble. The bloated bombast of Buble! (laughs) That was 14 years ago, and I still prefer Stevie's version, but could you please play the Buble bombast for my wife? I love you, Natalie, and look forward to doing more life with you. Aw, super sweet, Stuart. Uh, No. No, I'm not going to play the Buble version because uh, because you both are familiar with it. And you're familiar with the Stevie Wonder version as well. By the way, the Stevie Wonder version, also not the original, was originally done by uh, Barbara McNair, although she recorded the first version, but Gene Deshawn actually released the first version of the song. So both of those before Stevie Wonder, Gladys Knight's covered it, Tony Bennett's covered it, Frank Sinatra's covered it. Uh, the version I'm going to play for you is none of those. Um, oh, Dion Ferris did a great version for um, The Truth About Cats and Dogs. Mm. Uh, almost chose that one for today. No, I'm going to choose one that you, neither of you guys have heard, hopefully, and that you guys either can both love as kind of the merging of your your tastes or both uh, come together and hate if you don't like it. But, uh, you know, I love ska. Yeah, you're a ska uh, man. You like a good I'm a big ska, ska fan. Sure. The Holophonics on their 2013 Volume 3 of their Masquerades series, Masquerades, mm. uh, all cover series, did a version of For Once in My Life. I love this version. Hope you guys love it too. Hope you, Stuart and uh, uh, Natalie, hope you guys both enjoy this version too. Here are the Holophonics for Once in My Life. See you guys tomorrow.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. The feel of a plump pink nipple between my lips. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh.